0: Welcome, everyone, to another week with your host, Mordecai Weinberger, and Harav Nissen. What an honor and what a supposed to be here once again. The number to call up to ask your question is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And again, we look forward to taking your questions or your comments. So, 718-683-5858. You know, Ravnison, I usually do not talk about sports or politics. We try to stay away from that. But to me, I discussed it. I got a, a little bit of a Musser Haskell from this Super Bowl game that was going on last night. And just the psychological part, I don't want to apologize or sort of clarify, but really that I don't have, I don't have much knowledge about sports. It's not a topic that really always got me or to spend the time watching it or listening to them. However, the Super Bowl game, what I heard about it, is quite interesting. There is a team, someone that has won already four Super Bowls, an expert, and they're down 28 points. The the score was 28-3. Basically, in a regular game, when you might have a good team against a bad team, it's almost impossible to come back from that. Here... You're getting two top teams. This is the Super Bowl, and the season team is down by 25 points. Lafida Archa it is impossible for that to happen. Now, it wasn't in the first quarter where they've got three quarters to make it back. This is going literally into the fourth quarter, and they're down. Most people would have given up. Most people would have said, it's over. And when I was with a couple of friends while this was happening, actually family members, one person was saying, I'd like you to know there is something to experienced players. And what makes someone an experienced player versus just anyone is that they will still do their best no matter what, whether they're winning or they're losing, who knows what will happen. And a number of history supposedly was made in this game. A, the first time ever there was a Super Bowl, overtime. Overtime. Number two, to have such a comeback in the Super Bowl was is unheard of. The amount, uh, I should say the first three quarters, every simple shot that they had, they were botching up, almost like beginner players. And yet, when the Rabatnish Lola made it, when whatever happened at that fourth quarter, everything that they tried to do worked, everything they did worked out well. How many people do we know, Rabatnish Nissan would call up, I tried, let's just say just one just one part of it and it didn't work out. How about if you're already at the first two quarters of the game and you didn't have a good luck or it's not working out. How many people stopped there? Here these people are 3 quarters down by far and still went in and tied it and had an overtime and then won it. Rab-Nissan, what do you say to this idea? <laughs> First of all,
1: I I don't know the result of the Super Bowl. (laughs) So we're in the same boat. (laughs) I I really don't know who won or who didn't. It ended up being 34 to 28. I tell you that I I always look at at the babies, you know, the babies. And, you know, you can see a baby that's trying to walk or trying to explore, and they're trying and they're trying and falling down. How many of us, after a few times, just stop enough? I cannot continue. And this is the beauty about the human, about us, that you never give up, never give up, and especially they 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 eat you know, at uh, what you say, Rabbi Nachman say, any ushbolam, you never, That's ever right. just give up, always, always just work out and continue, and in the end, this is will be the best. It's, it's, That's a, right. It's a it's a beautiful. So who, who in the end who won in the end?
0: At the end, this guy, the the Patriots and Tom Brady, and he broke another world record. Supposedly, there are only, in history, only two other quarterbacks. Only have four wins, and he's the first one to have five Super Bowl wins. Whoa! There's, but the point that I took out of it is, now everyone is going, we believed in him, we knew we'll do it. Throughout the entire game, everyone's saying it's a waste. They're down by 14 points. Eh, Who comes back on a Super Bowl? The hardest team. It's impossible. And then they were up by 20-something. And then when they had 28-3, to everyone was giving up. And it was just this one guy in the back just saying, never give up on A. He says, A, this guy, they're experienced, seasoned players. They're not going to stop. Even in the fourth quarter, they're going to give it all that they have. And this guy also said, there's something to mazel. This guy just has mazel. And you don't mess with that either. But So let's just again announce for those to call up. The number is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. We look forward to taking your questions and your comments right now. So again, looks like both me and Eurovnison are not the sports fans. I didn't even know who was playing till the game started. But the lesson that I took out of it, and that's for everyone listening, no matter what, even though it looks like it's not going to work out, just do your best and everything is man and now all those records were broken. I think there's something like 51 Super Bowls. Things have never happened before, but there's always a first time, and we just got to do ours. Again, the number is 718 so till we're going to get a, um, a caller, let's go ahead and just take one of the messages that you've sent. Unfortunately, I have a family member that went off to Derek and I'm going to therapy. The therapist is starting EMDR therapy. I mean, can you explain exactly what that is? So EMDR is a method of therapy that we discuss a while. It is specially geared for trauma, but it's not exclusively for trauma. What that means is that sometimes our mind gets locked on something. There's a certain trauma. I use a trauma, a muscle of a trauma. You need to swallow a piece of food and it doesn't go down the throat. So what happens is every time you're chewing and every time you're eating and you're swallowing, it gets stuck again. So that means every time if you have, let's say, a family member that went over there, every time you think about it, you can't get over it. And unfortunately, not Chas but I want to say a person should be happy, especially if it's a parent that they have a child that went off the derach. No, we don't want you to say, oh, so we've got eight kids, one kid is off. No, Chas every child hurts and is painful. But there's something called hurt and pain when we can continue living and still feel some sunshine and feel the sunlight in other areas. And then there are people that are completely taken over by a problem, and they can't move on. And the original method of EMDR that was started, it was started for trauma. It means for soldiers of war veterans that they are suffering from PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. So these are soldiers that they cannot integrate in life. They're, wherever they're going, they're seeing people with guns. Every time a lot of alarm or sirens going off, they're sweating. They're not sleeping at night. Every situation they're looking, where's the exit? They're not able to come back to regular civilian life. And what the brain needs to do is, as I look at it, is we need to sort of like shred the or sort of like chew that piece that now the body can swallow it. So EMDR is a method of using eye movements or thumpers, as it's called, or a certain vibration that can be in your hands or even sound. And by thinking of the situation and having whatever is happening during these process the person, the stress, the anxiety, the fear becomes manageable that now you can keep on moving so EMDR is a system that the insurance is recognizing if someone's gone gone through trauma insurance will almost insist that a therapist must use that method several times it is a very popular method recognized especially by the professionals and in the from world as well we are lucky because when I speak to other therapists that aren't in the fromworld, world they either know of it and in the from world we've got hundreds of therapists trained in that. Again, one of the special parts of us we're looking to grow and to do the best in our with our with our clients. So we have a caller of and Who do we have?
1: Yeah. Uh Mr Mr S right now.
0: Ah, Mr Hello? S here with Mordecai yes. and her of Hello,
2: yes you hear me?
0: Yes, we hear you loud and clear.
2: Okay, and the thing about not giving up, okay, it's brought down, the High Ligate Abed says that he learned from a child. First of all, he says you can learn from everybody, but from a child he learned that when a child cries and cries and cries and he never gives up, that's the way we have to be. And Ahoy De Shashem, the Davim and Davim and Davim, until he gives you whatever you need
0: that's it that's so true so in other
2: words basically basically what you said is that a bit of i just oh. wanted to make sure that we put it at the same place
0: thank you for that thank you let
1: amen amen okay. amen amen
0: right. and then not and the number to call up to share your question or your comment is 718-683-5858-718-683-5858 718-683-5858. and we are going Mrs. to Mrs. L. L. Hi, you're on with Mordechai Nisim. Hello? Yes, hello.
3: Okay, I wanted to thank you a while back that I called you. Um I was Do you hear me?
0: Yes, we hear you loud I and clear. I just have a
3: little echo. Okay. Yes. Um, I was very upset over the use of my cane, and whatever words you said gave me a lot of encouragement. And you said I should be proud of it. Okay, I was running into some things, and I said, how am I going to go to a family simple like that? And I did. And I, I, I got a lot of compliments, and I really overcame, and I got out of my shell and became more social.
0: Excellent. Would you share with us how? What did and, you do?
3: And I, I said I didn't want it to be upset with me that I need to use it. And I had a very positive attitude, and everybody noticed my smile on my face that I always have. And I said I'm going to be the Simcha. Even though I need it, I'm still going to be the Simcha. Wow,
0: and, well, I think and that's what so I remember very you special. sharing. I actually remember your question very clearly. And you were saying that every time you go to a wedding and someone makes a comment, what happened to you, why do you okay, have a cane? Do you really need it, be, it was okay, triggering so you. Uh, well, we were uh, suggesting at that time just to share with others that, uh, that might not have heard that question a couple of months ago. So the response was that we need to recognize that when people make a comment, there are several solutions, but one of them is to change our shift that it's out of a positive concern, and that's why they want to connect with you. Or people don't know how to connect, so they look at the obvious. So
3: so could I say something?
0: Go right ahead.
3: So somebody came over to me and said something about it. So I said, I have so much to do. Because I have a cane, I have a lot to do with it.
0: Yes, and how did that help you? So we're talking about getting a shift, understanding when people are reaching out, looking at it as a positive. Everyone has got some weakness. Just your weakness is more visible so what were the shifts that changed within you that when someone made a comment, how did you feel now? Um, so what changed either, on
3: the inside? It's hard to explain it, but um, either I did explain it on a detailed note or uh, I'm just trying to figure out what I did. But whatever I did worked, but um, I feel more, much better and more confident.
0: Excellent. Now, I, I wonder if we could think a moment, what did change? Because that's so important for you. But I think that you told, a,
3: one thing that you said is I should be proud of myself. I'm proud of my cane. That left me an impression, and it really it helped me.
0: Good. So now help me out. What is it to be proud of the cane on?
3: Well, uh, th- that even though I need it, I still am not going to hold myself back, and I'm going to continue what I have to do.
0: That's right. So you're strong enough to say, I am going to go on with life. And I will be a success in life. And it's Uh, a badge of pride that life will not hold you back.
3: And as long Uh, as I need to use it, I'm going to go use it as long as I have to.
0: That's right. And uh, one thing
3: that I did, I, I went back to my choir last week, and I said I'm not going to hold back from not being in my choir.
0: Wow, wow, that is beautiful, being creative, singing, choir, music. I'm
3: very musical, and they appreciated my welcome back, and they only got such a warm welcome to come back in this.
0: Great. So just hold on, because I'd like to share with you an insight. I just want to announce the number again. For those who would like to call up, ask your question or your comment, 718-683-5858, 718 683 5858. Five, eight. We look forward to taking your question and your comment. And, uh, so, Rav Nissen, I've gotten in the last two days or maybe three days, I've got several 18 year old girls all sharing with me that they graduated last year or they're graduating now, and they feel that they weren't able to use their talents in singing or in play. And one of them was leaving a strong message to their school, to teachers, and to principals, not to always take the strong ones and the confident ones but to also take the girls that might not be that confident that to go say something, and now they'll be able to get it within themselves. Now, one of the points that I don't I, – let's put it this way. I mentioned the awareness so teachers and principals can hear. I also explain to this teenager sometimes why principals and teachers would take the more confident student, simply because once they start the process, they might have taken a student that's not that confident – Sometimes they can't handle the pressure, and they say, oh, okay, or it's, or someone is saying, I want this role, and the other one wants the other role, and then that student isn't confident to deal with it, and sometimes they back down. Like you've got Bakrham saying, oh, I want to for the Ahmed. You put them to the Ahmed, they go, I'm so afraid, I don't want to do it again. Although I don't believe that is the correct answer, because I believe teachers and and principles are supposed to be helping students to develop into the leadership ability. But the focus that I would like for people to hear, and I feel you've just mentioned something that is literally Minashamayim, And that is that I'm saying, what is going on to our generation that 18-year-old children, and I don't mean the word children. I mean the 18 year young people are feeling like they're 18 years old. That life's over. This person sent a message, now that I graduated this year, I'm working and I don't have any time to myself. When will I ever develop my acting skills that I wanted to do or my singing skills? And I told them, you've got so much potential. Find out. Call up the schools. Whoever is in charge of the acting, whoever's in charge of the song dance, and find out if you could put together a couple of five or ten girls of 18-year-olds your age, or if you're 20 or if you're 30, and get together and start music of choir, if you'd like. Start acting, and you don't have to make a whole production and play where it's advertised all over. You can just do it for your parents, your sisters, your nieces. You can, If each person in the play brings five or ten people, and you've got ten people, you already have 100 people there. The point is that you're expressing yourself, you're, you're sharing that, and to hear you say that you're a person that's, that's a little older than 18, and you didn't say, oh, how am I ever going to sing? It's not possible anymore. So can you share with everyone that yes, you can still take choir and singing and acting, and it's out there, people just need to look, and if it's not out there, then put it together yourself. What do you say to this? What message would you want to give so to an 18 year I would say that old? I think I
3: have my amun and bitachon is very strong, and I'm trying to build on it. And whatever I have to do, I have to do. And as of today, I made a sign up that said, Semai Yisrael, Hashem Kain, on my cane. And what I just have a full amun until I get better, and hopefully to continue on and on to give everyone the simha that I need, and that's what my task is going to be.
0: Beautiful. Rav what would you say to these 18-year-olds that there's a concept that I'm hearing where they feel like life is over? Like if they didn't have it till now, or they're newly married, it won't happen.
1: I, I would say first of all, it's, uh, you know as we said before, it's not, you don't you don't have any a huge ball. I mean, you just, First of all, you know how many people that started the life, starting the life in 40, 50, 60. I know, I know, so many of my friends that suddenly decided to change a course. And starting all all over, you know. I know that people like to to paint, to draw, and suddenly they 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 found explore themselves. I really personally know some guy is is right now is 70 years old, and he has ex, is, is explored himself as an artist. And I, I it's no such thing you you cannot do. It's really something that we can do it. Just don 't be afraid, do it as, as your idea is great about telling the the girls to start themselves something you know just put a small flyer small this you know uh, with the with the electron, with electronic age the the podcast and all this stuff you can do it yourself you know just small cheap camera and start even impro- improve yourself. The one thing that I always said, and we always said, awareness of the teacher, awareness of the, you know, the, the especially in the girls, the more that try to be a little bit more positive to the weak, so-called weak girls. Don't try to give them a more lift up. You know, don't put them aside and put them. Don't put them in a. You know, oh, you're not worth something. You know, even the the play or the production won't be hundred percent according to you. Like you know what you want. Believe me, it will be mean so much to the, to the girl that she's participate in this uh, show and everything. It's it's very very important to build our. And this is this. It's, she will be one day the. A principal, she won't be a Moa, and she will be a mother. And she needs this confidence. And I'm telling That's you this right. is to all of us.
0: Yes, and the number to call up to ask your question is seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. eight. Six eight three five eight five eight. Yes. So Again, for everyone listening, you're 18 years young, you're 30 years young, you're 50 years young. Let's not look at ourselves as old and let's look at ourselves as young and realize how much is out there and we can make it. And again, her omniscience program is, if I can, you can. The concept is, yes, you can. Think about it. Yes, you can.
1: Okay. So uh, we go to uh, Miss L uh, with the perm- parents' permission.
0: Okay, hey, Ms. L, you're on with Mordechai and Haran Nissim. Hello.
1: I uh, just disappear. Okay, yeah, Mordechai, do you want to go on the text line? or just.
0: Yes. Yeah, sure. Let's go ahead and do that. Okay. So. I am currently in therapy to heal from an abusive childhood. I am still living home due to Shadokim. Unfortunately my ill parents are not healing. In fact it's only getting worse. My question is therapy. All about my question is therapy. All about making me stronger so that she should get worse and make my therapy more worthwhile. I feel fed up with therapy and the abuse. I believe she should be receiving the therapy, but I know she never would. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so I guess we'll discuss a little about this, but it's uh, it's a tough question. And this tough question is not because I feel you're at the beginning process. So let's go ahead and explain your question, explain what a beginning process is, and then moving on. When someone is in the environment, then what is happening... By the way, just one message. Someone just sent me a message. I'm listening. You can also use your talent as a mother at home with your children. Exactly singing, art, Beautiful. thank you for that message. There is so much you can do at home when you're realizing that you are a strong person, when you're a person that has talents and you can use it at home. But let's go back to this question, and this is a very sad, and unfortunately the answer is so much easier said than is practice. So the question is, let's take it instead of a child with parents, let's go into it a spouse, let's say it's a family, a, a, a husband or a wife. So let's assume you're married to someone that has a disorder, and you're going to therapy, you know how frustrating it is to go to therapy and you want to do something, In every session you're coming to the therapist, I want to do this, and let's say my husband said no, and my husband was upset, my husband doesn't get up before 11 o'clock, my husband stays around the house all day and criticizes what I'm doing, or if it's a husband saying, I finally come home, and my kids are all warm to me. And then my wife starts going, it's so babyish, all these emotions. Why do you need it? Why are you crying? Why can't you do homework on your own? Why are you failing on the test when she's not studying with them? And you're seeing it over and over. The husband finally tells the wife, but you need to study with them. What are they, babies? And they're already 12 or 13 or 14 or 15. True, but you never taught them how to study. So now when we're in therapy, we start having the spouse start recognizing their issues that they need to work on. And they start going, why... What What's happening? What's going on within me? And they go, I don't want to face issues within me. It's not me. My spouse is the problem. Look at what's happening. And that's what this girl is saying, or boy, saying they're home for shidduchim purposes, but the parent isn't doing better. And now they're in therapy and they're sort of either dealing with the parents or ignoring the parents, whatever's happening. But whats is, what what is happening is that the client is still upset at the parents, and the focus is the parents. That is step one. Step one is when you're going to therapy, and you're coming and expecting, I'll go to therapy, and I'll learn how to handle my parents, and I'll learn how to help my parents. And it's sometimes people, after about three months of recognizing it, that we're not changing the other person, they get depressed. They start getting angry at the therapist. What's the point of me coming if I can't change them? And then when the therapist tries shifting it back to you, the client, again, but what would change if you would remain calm when your parent or when your spouse is stressed? What will change when you're going to start creating when your spouse is not around the happy environment? What will change if you're going to be able to go to sleep and not be worried about the other stuff? You're going to start having the inner excitement in life, and you're going to be able to model that inner excitement. That is when the healing process starts. And it's usually a year to a year and a half of after you start each session is just about me. How will I be happy even if my spouse is depressed, angry, anxious, upset, yelling, screaming, stuck in the house? How will I still take care of my needs, buy stuff, even if my spouse is refusing to allow it for whatever reasons? It's about how will I find my freedom? And that's when the healing starts. So to this teenager, look my heart goes out to you that you're in the house where the family isn't healthy. But at the same time, please recognize that you need to learn inner peace. You need to learn happiness because if you don't master that, if you don't find it, then you will be stuck. You will be in a situation that even when you are married, you don't have the skills in finding peace even if your spouse has got an issue or two. We are going to a question all the way from England. Mrs. M, you're on with Mordechai on Harav Nissen on, radio, on jradio.com. Hello. Yes, hello.
4: Hi. Um, I'm the woman that met you two weeks ago. I sent you a text last week.
0: Go ahead. Please remind me. You get a lot of texts.
4: Um, I met you two weeks ago in Lakewood.
0: Oh, you met me, yes. Sure, certainly. Yep. We shared it on, so, on the air. I, go ahead.
4: Go ahead, yes. Mm-hmm. So I had time to reflect on the answers you've given yes, um, last week on over the phone. Can we
0: share with everyone what the question was? Because a lot of people don't know what the question was and what the answer is. I should say? Yes, please.
4: Okay, so I met you two weeks ago in liquid in the store. And I'm a very visual person. I'm able to see something, a photograph of just... I actually saw the advertisement for the care of Tony, and I saw you actually there. And I was able to spot you without knowing who you were, without meeting you in person before. And um, after I've spoken to you, I cannot remember. I don't have that visual image in front of me anymore and I'm just wondering what happened.
0: That's right. So your question was that you're someone that you remember faces, you remember people very well, and then somehow after you met me, and sometimes it's after you meet others, all of a sudden you don't remember who they are, and you're someone that you're very talented with faces. So how can that be? Right. What was the response? I remember that as well.
4: Um, So you've actually given two, and I would give a little tick near both of them one that i expected something different yes and that might have been a shock for me uh, the second one was um that there was such a lot of fussing before i approached you that that already right. did something so, to me so before. when someone
0: is stressed or when there's a lot of thinking going on then you get caught up into that moment and the, the actual face of a person sometimes can fall away. And that's what people have when they speak, when they speak publicly and they're nervous or they're afraid ahead of time. People tell them, I met you at that speech or you said this or that. and They really don't remember that because their focus was more in, was more intended or was intense on what they need to do, that it gets less memory placed on other levels. But when we're calmer, then we're able to shift it more to those other areas. Great. Great.
4: Mm-hmm. So I had time to reflect on these answers, and I've realized that I do have it um, sometimes when I meet somebody unexpected, and I really want to talk to them, and I just find myself talking and talking. I find my brain is working much, much faster than my mouth, and I sort of just start talking. I, I I cannot even remember what I'm saying. I just feel I'm just talking, 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 and I've no clue what I'm saying. But this time, the image also went, and I want to also know, will the image come back? Not only because of now, but in the future?
0: I don't know. Or is it just gone? It's out of the realm of classic that I, I really deal with all the time. So I could just take guesses and assumptions. Pardon? I don't know. The answer is I don't know. I don't really know what was happening. Like, again, when, when, people, when I get asked a detailed yes or no question, for that we really need to have like a full evaluation. Like, does this happen often? Has this ever happened before? When were the times that it happened before? I just want you to realize, so the point of this program is really just to create an awareness. So create right. an awareness. But you're now asking why did it happen exactly to you? And why I'd just this like to point?
4: know we don't what happens in the brain, that's all. As of interest, curious.
0: Oh, that's there's a lot to say about that. That's There's a lot, because there mm-hmm. is... Just just share with you, understanding a little what happens. How does trauma work? Or how does memory work? Or those people that are very smart, how does that work? And again, it's a very broad subject. I'm going to go very short. But it goes as follows. When we have an interest in something, then our mind remembers that, and that's what we have. So, therefore... When something is very important to us, we'll remember that. Trauma works when we have a memory or an incident and there was a huge emotion that was also put into that, that also affects us. So that means when we have a tremendous interest on the logical level or something that we enjoy emotionally or something that we appreciate, or unfortunately there's a huge emotion that was, that was triggered at that time, it now fuses, it now becomes one, and therefore people have a tough time moving beyond that. So again, memory can be trained by either logically teaching the brain how to remember points, so people can remember how to remember faces. There's a training that could be done. There's a training to be taught words, to remember names. But there's also emotional memory that can be taught when something happens. On the other hand, when we have a lot of trauma, when we have something along those lines, it fuses, it gets to one. So therefore, when someone is emotional, they're meeting someone the first time, someone that they're looking up to. I remember when I met a couple of people, or let's take even being on the radio, the first time I was on the radio, my heart was beating. Then there was a while that we had over here on com where we had it on the video, and you are able to watch it on the com website. And just having a camera there, nothing changed in the radio, just having a camera there, knowing that it's going to be that way, automatically got me nervous. And I'm saying, wow, I'm, I'm in the studio doing the programs all the time, and just a little camera was introduced at the other side of the room that I don't even pay attention to. But that's how the brain works. So something new will create, a, I don't use the word anxiety, but a new feeling which will then create in the mind of, I need to be concerned, I need to watch out, I want to make sure it's happening. Some people's response would be stress, talking quicker, Forgetting, stuttering, getting headaches, being hyper, and some can have the other way. They co- they're quiet. They close down. They're nervous. They're afraid. Each of those are different responses. How someone can how someone can react. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. And thank you for staying so up. Thank you this for this all the
4: information. And ha'tzlocha. Thank
0: you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Greatly appreciate it. And I appreciate it always that Yad Hashem. That you that store at the one time I was in that store Yad Hashem. Okay. The number to call up is seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight, and we Ms. look forward to L. taking your questions and your comments. L. we are going uh, to Ms. L. Correct?
1: Yes, correct.
0: Ms. L, you're on the air with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. as well. So many people are sending text messages. Please, I'd like you to understand that we're here to create an awareness, and when it's a verbal question that someone asks, you're brave to ask the question, and when you know it's not going to be removed, it helps so much. The point can be illustrated. We can work it out that much clearer. So I know a lot of people are sending messages, and I'm listening, sending them to me, but please, would like you to be brave and to be confident to realize that we're not going to remove the question and to ask your question verbally. So, Ms. L., you're on with Mordechai and Nissen.
5: Yeah, hi. Um, my school is making plays, and I'm in a games
0: game, and I'm
5: with girls that I don't really know, so it's a little bit embarrassing because, like, I'm seeing like I'm not really so friendly with them, so I don't know what to do. Like, they all, to- they all know each other. I don't know them.
0: Yeah, that's true. And what's your question?
5: I want to know, like, how I sort of feel, like, so embarrassed.
0: So I want to understand a little better. You're going to be singing with them or in front of them?
5: No, so I'm in their dance.
0: You're in their dance. So how did you get in their dance if you don't know them?
5: Because, um, like, we are able to choose, like, what we want to do, what we want to be in. And yeah. I chose dance. But I w- I'm with girls that I
0: don't really know. So ah. So let's recognize that this is a fantastic opportunity to learn a lesson that will be a lesson in life. That means children have an easier time that they always hang around when they are born, and then when we get a little older, we always hang around our parents for safety. Then if the parents will leave us with a babysitter, we usually know that babysitter, so it's safer with a brother and sister, so we keep it safe. And then as the kid gets older, they go to school. Now they don't know anyone right away, but then they go to a class, they get to know the children, and usually you go year after year through the same teachers, through the same, through the same friends. Then what happens is when we start becoming a little older, like the teenage years, we start, bl- we start branching out, and we start becoming more like adults. And this is an adult behavior. An adult behavior is we start going out to the world, we start meeting people, even if we don't know them that well. And it's uncomfortable to every adult. Haravnisa, let me ask you, do you feel uncomfortable when you meet new people at times?
4: Definitely.
1: It's, you know, you don't know yeah. what to expect. You don't know what is. And I believe it will be great, a great adventure for you to start dancing and you see somebody uh, that sometimes is worse than you and some better than you and learn from these. And dancing is something that needs a lot of coordination and a lot of cooperation with the the other other people of the group and it's really beautiful i think it would be great great uh, experience for you
0: that's right so i can tell you that i have probably made one or two of my best friends for about seven years we're extremely close when one of my friends told me i have another great friend at the end we ended up being like three good friends three great friends together for many years then as Life happens, Rabbi Shalom does it when you get a little older, like the friendship fizzles out. But when I see them, it's, at least when I see one of them, it's a great feeling and like there's a closeness there. So I wonder if you could now start getting a view that this is called adult, this is called maturity. You're now getting a lesson that we're telling you yes, it's going to be uncomfortable, it's normal for it to be uncomfortable, and master it, embrace it. And, and try connecting with them. Or you might be in the this said. you might even see someone better than you, worse than you. They might help you. You might help them. You might sit schmooze. You both might have to have your mother pick you up, and you're waiting outside, and you spoke. And next thing you know, you have a best friend that both of you know or a cousin. And then they saw a whole relationship forming. This happens. But in order for that to happen, we've got to go out of our comfort zone. So I'm so proud of you that you're able to do that. And what I would tell you is instead of feeling awkward and out of place, and feel there's something wrong with me, know that this is normal, and the doubts, maybe they don't like me, maybe I'll never be part of their friends. That's normal. Every single human being has a Do you still have that today at times? If you're in shul, and let's say afterwards a couple of people were walking home and go, oh, why didn't they wait for me? Let's say just a thought. I'm not saying you're thinking and you're building on it, but does that happen sometimes?
1: Definitely. we are human. <laughs> we are not robotic That's and right. not angel. We have all so here same. I'm
0: sharing with you, Rav Nissen, that I value and consider him as a very successful person sharing with you, that when he does something, though, it's still difficult, we still have those doubts. And even when you have friendship and then they're talking or they're going somewhere else and they didn't take you along, it's normal to have those thoughts. But the secret that we want to teach you over the children or that adults need to learn is that it's okay to have those doubts, but do it anyhow, continue going to dance, continue speaking to them. And something might come amazing out of this experience, or maybe not. But maybe two years from now, you might meet up with them. And because you were in dance together, the two of you hit it off so well. So you might look at it as a little seed that's growing. But the secret is to value this and recognize this is an adult lesson, that if you model, if you learn it, you act it, you master it, and then you can model it to others, it will be a tremendous power and help to to lots of people what would you say to that yes you feel that what would you share me the yes how would you look at it now next time you're going to go to dance
5: so I know that like they're all friends with each other besides for me so I'm like they're already yeah. friends with each other
0: good and what are you going to think how are you going to think about it now how are you going to look at it now
5: it's a normal thing, and I might just
0: get to know them a little. That's right. And what's the best-case scenario? That I'll
5: become friends
0: with them. Yeah. And worst-case scenario will remain the way it's now. Excellent. Right. Thank you.
1: I think as a Jewish people, we have the bashert, you know? Yeah. It's no such a coincidence. Believe me, it will be a b- uh, very good meeting with him and dancing. And everything from up. Okay, we'll go to... Mr. E. Mr. E.
0: Mr. E, you're on with Mordechai and Horeb Hi. Hi. Um,
3: so I had a question like this. I have a very of old, avrich, older, older, older man that I know. Uh, he's constantly telling people... That people are chasing him, and oh, you see that guy? He's chasing me. He's always worried that somebody's chasing him. Like, yeah, we're driving on the highway. Oh, you see that police car? Police is chasing me. I wonder how to approach him and help him.
0: Well, let's let's take. There are two issues, Revenison, Can you deal with it first?
1: <laughs> I, I I would say that uh, are you are you are you a therapist? Let me ask you. No. I would, I would say that seems like uh, I, I, you try to. I, I would say that uh, I try to uh, direct him to a therapist. This
0: I understand.
3: I, I just, I don't think I could uh, go that direction So as a friend. that he talks to. How can I help him? I,
0: let, let's let, let's try one thing. You use the word Avre Chashev. Usually, when I hear that title, I think of someone twenty years older than me. With lots of years of sitting in how? what is the person's relative age to you? Uh, He's he's in his 60s, low 60s. Okay, and your age?
3: I'm 27.
0: You're 22, and he's in his low 60s. There's a 40-year gap. Now, why would this person be opening up to you and telling you that he's afraid that people are chasing him? I have no idea. He's always looking for something. That could uh, validate him. Right. So all I will tell you is that this is out of your pay grade and very likely out of my pay grade. Means I generally have the experience and know what needs to happen, but not always are we able to make that happen. And there are therapists that can be good for that. So now I can switch your question to you. Instead of having your question here, I'd like Ravnissa to help me out. Instead of your question is, how do you help a person 40 years older than you? I would shift it. What is my role when someone 40 years older than me that's got a problem for probably 40 years is turning to me for help and I'm only 20 something years old? Do you hear a different question? Uh, yeah. Good, Ravnissa. What would you say to such a question?
1: Uh, again this is this I, I and the first uh, it's something very very strange and uh the, this person is basically screaming for help and unfortunately he nobody around him uh, i don't know if nobody around him but uh, probably i don't know if he's married maybe he doesn't have family uh, it's many things that are uh, questionable well, you know but uh, i really really I, I would i would try to to what do you call direct him to some kind of maybe a chasuv rav to that's right talk talk with uh, uh, the 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 rabbi of the of the kollel the rabbi of the yeshiva and trying to to direct him to the right path that's
0: right uh, so let me explain to you something a, a little olive based in therapy so you can know a little Hakdamata therapy one of the major concerns that they teach us when we where in college, when we're going to become a therapist, is if you're getting involved over your head, not only are you not helping the other person, but you're going to be harming yourself. You're going to be stuck. You're going to be thinking about it all day. You're going to be put in a position where you're paralyzed to help, and then you're going to be watching the person get worse and worse, as we use sometimes the stronger words of decompensating, and you're powerless to do anything because you don't have the skill and the training and that usually will affect other relationships will affect your learning so besides for the ah. concept of do no harm which you might be doing harm when you're helping someone that you don't have the skill to help you might even be harming yourself so let me ask you how long have you been thinking and worried about this that there's a person 40 years older than you and you don't and you don't know what to do so he can't me back
2: and I I threw him off, and then validated him. Every guy he goes talks to a bunch of people. Always tells them that guy Stephen Kim.
0: Yeah, you know.
1: uh, Are we sorry? Don't hear you clearly. You Did you hear it?
0: No, no, no. It was breaking up. It was every other word.
1: Very bad connection. Can you repeat what you say? Or try to be in a better location.
0: Uh,
2: hi. You hear me now? Yes. No, so
0: four years ago, started telling me. Uh, I I want to shift it back to you before you go to four years ago. How much of your mind is thinking about it? Not much. I just feel bad for him. I don't know how. How much of your day in learning are you thinking about it?
2: Not much. Honestly, How
0: much no do lot. you feel... Res- huh? No
2: what lot. about feeling responsible? I don't feel responsible. I just feel bad. It's like a chaval. You're a
0: person learning, he you knows that. He's always learning. And it's just feel bad. Okay. like that's it. Okay, so Baruch Hashem, you're very healthy. Most of the time, when we get a question like this, the person is not able to move on. The person's thinking, as you said, such a big Talmud Chacham, I gotta be able to help him. And the person's opening up to me, and doesn't want this and doesn't want that. It's difficult.
2: Right.
0: Okay, so Baruch Hashem. No, so do to help him It's. it's about You would like me to give you a that's. These are probably eighty hours of advice needed. All I can tell you is what I can create the awareness is make sure that you're taking care of yourself that you are not getting caught up into it and you're not your life is not getting disturbed
2: yeah. right am I supposed to validate it?
0: Are you supposed to what
2: am I supposed to validate it?
0: And well, I what happens? Home? Well, let's put it this way. Let's make a different assumption. You've been validating him. How long are you validating him? No, no, no. I'm not validating him. my friend. Well, what are you doing with him? You said it's a couple of years now. You're you're connecting with him. What have you been doing all this time? He stopped for a couple of years. It's recent that he's going around talking about the abandonment.
2: He's telling everybody. Now,
0: let's try something else. Let's try it. Let's assume the person's got a disorder. We're validating is what kept him for 40 years. Is that wow. healthy to validate? Uh, yeah. Yeah, but it kept him in the problem instead of someone telling him, you have a disorder, it might be a disorder, we need to first go to a rub. Once the rub says it's a disorder, go ahead and work on it. I don't know. I, I'm a... Okay, let's try to understand this. If you validate someone, let's, let's give an example. Someone's got a broken leg, and they're talking about how painful the leg is, and all you're doing is validating them. Are you helping them by not getting them to a doctor? No. What happens if you're, getting, if you're validating them for 40 years? Are you helping them if you're continuing to validate? No. What would happen if everyone validates because the person doesn't want to get better? Do you think validating him is so nice because at least he says, thank you, you're the only person that really understands me? Uh, I guess not. That's right. So part of what we do in therapy is once we understand the diagnosis. That's why diagnosis, diagnosing is that important. That once you diagnose, you understand what's the mahalach. There are certain therapy modalities that need that certain modalities that need to be validated. You need to tell them how good they are. And certain modalities, certain diagnosis, you need to attack them, not attack them, but you need to confront them. You need to deal with it head on and saying, if I validate you, it's only going to keep you ill. You need to get better now. So therefore, sometimes with what you're saying, it could be that the diagnosis is something that can use validating, but we need to know what's happening. And sometimes it's not. Sometimes you need to tell the person you've got to go to a doctor, you've got to go to a therapist. Right. So okay, now let so me ask you, so what do you think would be a mahaluch of a 20-year-old guy validating, just validating, do you think it's healthy for a 20-year-old guy to validate a 60-year-old person? Uh, what do you mean Healthy. Do you think it's good? Do you think this will help that person?
2: Oh, no, probably not. Chances <laughs> are it won't
0: help. Now, let me ask you something. Will it make it worse that he knows that he can that he that he knows that he could now fetch to someone else for another twenty years? It could be probably. Right. So yeah. now, are you helping him by validating?
2: No. Like, um, now, what
0: would happen if you and your friends would start telling him, Mareinu HaRav, you have this issue, you're a hush of a person, who's your Rav? Let's go together to your Rav, and let's realize, if you need help, let's go for help. And the Rav might tell you, you're 20-something years old, you're not supposed to be the listening ear to a 60-year-old chash of Avrech. All right. All right. So what are you hearing, and what are our listeners hearing?
2: Uh I that I shouldn't validate it.
0: And
2: probably I can't turn all people. so I'm just gonna step out of it. Not right. it.
0: And and if you can be strong enough to step out with a reason, so tell him I want you to realize you might have something that needs more help. That is what's needed, and since I'm not trained I need to step out, if more people will be direct and honest with him then maybe he would be able to get help in that area. Right. Okay. Okay. Thank so, you, uh, Mr. E.
1: Okay. Arvnisa, what do you want to say? I, I, I said that loud and clear that uh, it's, it's not this field, it's not this uh, uh, idea, and I would say that maybe, maybe discuss it with uh, Rosh Hashiva or, or somebody that's very important, and can. this is the only thing that I would say that can help him, uh, especially when he's a fool of himself and, you know, he's a good uh, and, all the other stuff around it. Uh, but yes, a, a big, a, in my opinion, a very big issue. I don't want to say what, <laughs> what is Yeah.
0: That. Yes, it can be a very big issue that affects marriage, affects the children, affects grandchildren, affects a lot.
1: And we know okay. quite a few of them like this, unfortunately. Yep.
0: So we are going to jump now to someone from the UK that's up at this late hour. So Ms. J., you're on with Mordechai and her
2: yeah, hi. Um, the question is, um, it's just a regular um, person that's asking about um, very impulsive person and wants to know the difference between being very very, very gullible, like um, believing every little story that, that comes from impulsivity, or or just the different component to themselves.
0: Wait, if you can clarify the question, all I heard is you're asking about someone else that is impulsive, and you want to know what's yes. the difference between gullible? I'm not sure what your question is, between gullible and what?
2: No, so this person is gullible. Does it come from impulsivity that they're gullible? And they just believe everything because they're so impulsive and they just...
0: So, again, now you're asking me about a specific person, and this program is more for awareness. So how can you ask your question to an awareness-based and not to your specific person?
2: So I'm wondering what is this... Um, how can I... How... How does a person become like that, become gullible? How does a person
0: become like what?
2: Why does it, it gullible? Like why, where does it stem from?
0: That is very complicated. We don't know. And what I mean is we don't know, know is that what that I mean sense? is you need to know what a diagnosis, why someone is gullible. There can be that it's a cognitive disorder. It could be a neurological. There's many issues that could be going on. So we don't have the answer to that. In other words, you're asking a question when someone is gullible, that is a very broad question. Oh, and can somebody be
2: um have trust in others, like be very trustworthy and trust in others and then be gullible It's, like a bit contradicting.
0: Sorry, say that again?
2: If somebody trusts others. And
0: what's and wrong is with gullible, trusting? Exactly. I like trusting. Sorry? Trusting is a great me, What's wrong with trusting?
2: Trusting wrong people. People that don't really, I mean, that they think they know it, but they don't know, they don't exactly know what they, what they, and I'm saying they think they're professional and they start giving you advice and they're not, how can you trust anyone?
0: So, your problem is that this person is way too trusting. So, let me put it again. I don't know what it is, and you're asking me about a very specific person, and without seeing the person, I can. So your question is, is a person very gullible? Is it normal? Is it healthy? And is it, if someone's impulsive, will it cause them to be gullible? The answer is we don't know. They can be similar. They can be two different issues. This really needs more of an evaluation. When someone is very gullible, not age-appropriate gullible, some red lights go off in my mind, and normally we need to do an, an evaluation, a proper evaluation.
2: Right. Okay. Then thank you for your answer. Thank
0: sure, you. you're welcome. Sorry that I can't give you a more detailed answer. Ravnissen, no do we still have Mrs. M on the line? Yes.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Great. Okay. Rav, and the number to call up is seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. Mrs. M., you're on with Mordechai and her of Nisim. Hello? Yes, hello.
2: Yes, yeah, first of all, I want to thank you for your time.
0: My and,
2: pleasure. And um, I want to ask, uh, can I just hear myself an echo, so um, I hope you going to be fine. Um, I find myself trusting people. Like, when I start a relationship, I trust them explicitly. And then um, when the person, like, proves themselves to be distrustful, like they're not so honest with me, then I take everything they say with a grain of salt. But I had a couple relationships where the person was totally dishonest, and I completely cut off the relationship. And I'm wondering, what is the cause of this? Is there a specific reason that it's happening? Um, If there's anything I can do about it? Because it was, like, close relatives that it happened to, and I... We'll try to rebuild a relationship, but I don't want to be
0: hurt by their dishonesty. Right. So let's go ahead and take your question. Your question is a great question. It's interesting how it leads into from the last question. And that is that you are someone that's by nature very trusting. So you'll help people, you'll get involved, you'll believe what they say, and then unfortunately you find out that sometimes they're not saying the truth, and then you get hurt, and then you distance yourself from them. And then you probably even get angry at them that if it was a real mistrust, then you would want to completely disconnect from them. But what do you do when it's family and it's relatives? Correct. Harvnison, what do you say to this?
1: I am sorry I I was out. So just... uh...
0: ah, The short question is that this is a woman that likes trusting people by nature, but when people hurt her, especially when it's family members, she disconnects from them and it bothers her. Like, is she too gullible? Is she not, or is she too trusting? Not gullible. Uh,
1: I, this is the. I think that all the time we have this issue: the balance between trust and uh, getting upsetting. You know, uh, unfortunately, that's what happens in our life. Every time we get, you know, sometimes, many times, we have people that we trust and a big disappointing. Again, our our belief, our philosophy, or our way of life is never give up and uh, continue it's nothing to do you know and could be that i ju- uh, see what maybe maybe learn the way something that maybe you you have some something and on your fault also something that you was so vulnerable to to accept you know things that you you wouldn't you didn't need it you know like the, the caller before the the young uh, young man that wanted to help a, a person that is it wasn't in a inability and it could be aired, uh after a while if he if he doesn't uh, you know if it doesn't know how to handle this. Correct. Hello. Yes.
0: Hello? Is that it? Yes. So do you agree that maybe you can learn what Erneston says—a little bit of balance, like share some of it, build a trust instead of just being completely open.
2: Right. So um, that's what I was saying. That if I find that like a person is like just being like not. Not, if like just not being completely truthful, then I know how to like handle a relationship with like a full degree and like not something that totally um, trusts everything that the person's telling me. But I had like a couple of relationships that, where the person like outright lied, and I was extremely hurt, and I just completely would rather cut off the relationship than be hurt again.
0: Now, how will you learn? Let's use this again as a good as a good teaching example for life. Welcome to the real world. The real world means in order to have relationships, we got to open up to people. Opening up means you can get hurt. That's just the reality.
1: I, I would say with, we have in T-Lim that, that uh, uh, we asking a Baruch Hu that Shmolim uh, Shmolim uh, or Havai and I will keep my from enemy, uh, my enemy. And uh, this has uh, happened. <laughs> you know, King David uh, wrote it in uh, in the book Tilim. It wasn't uh, a coincidence. I think that many times we have to be aware, and that's uh, more I say, welcome to the club. So
2: you're saying that I should just like continue my relationship and just like not believe anything that i say. saying? That's the adult. Exactly. That
0: is called starting now to be the adult. Now you're starting to learn how it is to make relationships, to connect to people, to learn... The, how much to share, how much not to share, when you get hurt, how maybe even to connect them. Imagine you called that person and say, you know how hurt I am by what you've done and your actions have really affected me. Each of these are lessons that you can learn to master. And when you learn that, you'll be able to stay in the game of friendships and of relationships. And as, as you do it more and more, you feel the confidence, you gain the confidence.
2: Right. So I don't have an issue like sharing my information with them. I know I know can... Even what they're not trusting with my information, I'm saying as a matter of like, speaking to them, and I know information about them, and when I ask them about it, they completely lie to me.
0: And then you bring it up to them. That's adulthood, saying, you know, I have an issue trusting you because I have this and this information I asked you, and you lied. They might have a reason why they lied. They might not have a reason why they lied. Uh, and let's be honest. Each of us, talking about honesty and lying, each of us lie sometimes
1: and if it's if it's continuous it means that you are they not your friends you know, and go away you know just move move it's forward. not a matter of
2: being friends its, it's no. relative and okay. i so, I have an issue so, because let's say i have a relative that's a, let's say chronic liar
0: so so yeah, some now, people are a chronic, chronic liar what what do you think will happen when you're dealing with a chronic liar?
2: So let's say I ask that person, like, what do you do today, and
0: they said, Wait, "Oh, nothing. A I just chronic run the streets." And I'm like, "They have an illness. Let's let's touch it. Let's let's call a spade a spade. You want to have a relationship with someone that is a chronic liar? What does that mean?"
2: I don't want to have a relationship. I'm saying it's a close relative, and I just can't completely avoid them.
0: Let me understand. What's the issue? You're going to speak to them, and you know you can't tell them you can't trust what they said, so you'll have a short-term relationship with them. You'll just answer this and that, and you move on.
2: Okay, my answer is that I'm, I am not, even I'm not even interested in like having a conversation with the person, because, like,
0: what, to listen to their lives? So now you're going to learn sometimes that there's balance in a relationship and family where instead of getting into a whole fight, you just speak to them once in two weeks, and you move on. Mm-hmm. All right. That, that's against figuring out. So we're not saying that there's a correct answer. We're not saying that there's an easy answer. All we're saying is that these are some of the answers.
2: Is it something like that has to do with me that I'm so vulnerable to people like being dishonest?
0: It definitely can be part of it that you're feeling sad and embarrassed that that you don't want to speak because of that, because you don't have yet a, a system and a solution. But when you get the confidence within yourself, you will find it working, Mert right, Mhm.
2: Okay, so you're saying I should just try to continue the relationship out with caution.
0: That's right. And with caution and recognizing they have an issue. If they ever confront you, why don't you share with me? Why don't you do more? Why aren't you more involved? You can actually share why, saying, because I have a difficulty trusting. We've had a couple of times that things didn't work out. So I should, like, confront the person and say,
2: like, how you lied to me?
0: Yeah. Very easy. Not confront doesn't mean just saying you know, I have a difficulty having a relationship with you. You said this and this, and I found out it's not true. You told me four or five things, and when you speak to me, I'm not sure. hmm What will change then if that's what happens? Um, I'm not sure. I can't really change the person, so. What do you think will change in the relationship if you are able to be open with them and tell them there are things happening that I am having a difficulty with, trusting? What would change in your relationship then? I'm not sure. Maybe you'll be able to trust them better. Maybe they will say, oh, I'm so sorry. Maybe they will clarify why they lied those two, three times. But what will change is you will feel safer having relationships with others. hmm yeah, so we just got another message of this sent to me. Such a great question. I have the same thing. How do you have how do you have stay friends with someone who lies to you? Yep, that is an issue. All
2: right, so I guess I just have to work on being more open with the
0: people. Yep. Thank you for it. bringing up that great question. Right, do we thanks, take you're... the last caller, Mrs. P.:
1: Yeah, well, let's stick with Mrs. P, okay.
0: Good, Mrs. P. You're on with Mordechai and Rav yeah. What do you say to that?
1: About about this, it's really it's, yeah. it's something that uh, that we we always always has the difficulty on, you know, and trying to to trust our people, especially with relatives and uh, people that close to us and sometimes it's very difficult i would say that sometimes it's really chronic and some as we we facing the bbt you know <laughs> all this yeah. in the, you know some people are, are strange let's put it like this and uh, we have to know how to maneuver play, to 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 go that don't fall on their uh, things that today they can control your life and just uh, disturb your life just continue as we said, the the water in the Atzon River is also flowing. It just continue. Igno- sometimes you have to ignore this situation and continue and build the trust with other relatives in order to just... I know that you cannot... Uh, I would in, in, in Hebrew we said, Mishpacha lo bochrim. You cannot choose your relative. You cannot choose your family. That's right. And you have to live with this. That's but right.
0: And those are choices that we all learn to make. Great. So Mrs. P, you're on with Mordechai and her Avnissim. Yes, I thank you for taking my call. You're welcome.
2: Okay, um, Baruch Hashem, I'm going to be making a family some kind of few weeks. Uh, I'm sorry, I hear a bit of an echo. Do you hear it?
0: Yes, yes, that's, there's there's an issue that we're clearing out, so echoes is still one of them that we're dealing with.
2: Okay, I don't mind it, but if it's okay with you, then I'll just continue. Yes, no, please and the radio,
1: continue. don't hear the echo.
2: Okay, thank you. <laughs> um. I'm making this some kind of few weeks. My son has been Bar And, uh, recently, um, my husband's niece became different than the family. She's not as from, or I'm not sure if she's from at all, but my husband and I are the only ones in the family who have kept in contact with her. My husband's parents and her parents, all the rest of the family have stopped, uh, being in communication with her yeah um she has occasionally even come to my house. She definitely dressed different than everybody is comfortable with, and I feel as family she should be equally invited to the bar mitzvah as the rest of the family um and then some of my husband's and other family members found out about it, and they said, I should not do that. She was probably her own mother, and her mother Mama, she might like get up and leave which caused tremendous I don't know, something discord by the Simcox. And i just very torn about what to do about that.
0: Well, let's go ahead. What is the question? What would happen if you invite your cousin?
2: Um, no, she's my niece, and I really feel like I want to keep in catch with her.
0: That's right. If you invite your niece, what will happen?
2: So I don't know for sure, but I was told by you other family members happen? that it would cause... A very
0: big uproar at Simcha. Maybe her mother, right.
2: my mother-in-law. Right, that's
0: right. So other family members might live. get up and leave. So let's share with you. When I wrote my book, Alive: A 10-Step Guide to a Vibrant Life, we had over there a story which had happened, where a mother told a daughter, "Do not invite your other sister, or sorry, do not invite her sister." So the mother said, "Do not invite your aunt to your bar mitzvah, or I'll be upset." And they called up a rav. And you can call up your, I'm not going to tell you which one. I want everyone to call up their own Rav. And the Rav said, not only are you not allowed to listen to your mother, but you're going to be either a lot of Averis if you don't invite someone because your mother said don't. A mother is not allowed to make a Machlechus. Now, I don't want to go into what you should do about family or not. I just want you to realize your question is also a Halacha question. And contrary to what people think of, Mitzvah's Kibber means that you actually must listen to the parents it's, find out from your but when I've asked several times and different about it, it's the other way around about making machloikas is far worse means not inviting someone, even if they'll get upset or even if they'll make a scene is worse than the other way, than not inviting so you first have to know halachically what's the step, then the next step is unfortunately what I you're sharing the is, with that, this might be a
2: halachic question I forgot to say that but I wanted to ask you as well, more on the therapeutic opinion.
0: I, mean, That's how right, I, I, I need you to be aware that there's a halacha aspect to that. That's what we are, A, creating the awareness. And okay. be, now the next point is for you to understand that you want an answer to a question that takes a year or two of inner strength and inner peace to get to. That means because there is such pain right now over this cousin, everyone is emotionally triggered, you and them. And what is needed is, and what we do in therapy is, we first get you clear with yourself, for you to be at ease, for you to be at peace, that whatever you do, and should others get upset, if you're living life the correct way, you'll have an inner peace. And that's what we focus on. Mm -hmm. So your question is not how, you're not asking a what should I do question. You're actually saying, I need a year of inner strength to build up, or months of inner strength, or maybe just speaking to a Rav sometimes will clarify that, you know, what das tayer is, what Yiddishkeit is. I know someone that had a difficulty, and they had, and what they did was, once the Rav told them, this is what you're supposed to do, all their guilt fell away, all the doubt wasn't even they didn't even need a therapist. They had now one of the good that they asked, told them what's the right solution, and they did it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So we don't know what's new. What I'm explaining to you is that family discords are complicated. It's never a what do I do. It's how do you find peace because you're in a catch-22. You're going to give in, let's say, to your sister and to your mother-in-law, sister-in-law, mother-in-law. Then you're going to feel guilty. And if this girl goes off or gets worse, you'll be blaming yourself. You take her her in and now they're upset at you and they're going to start blaming you and have the family talk against you. You're also going to be hurt. So the solution is not what is the, what you're going to do. The solution is what will you be at peace with, as well as after you've had the Das Torah, that halacha aspect involved. Mm
2: -hmm. And when you're
0: ready and at ease and at peace, then with the Atah whatever choice you make, Hashem will be with you and it will work out for the better. Because let me just share with you, when I hear, and when I say there's a therapeutic component to that, Part of it is, let's say comes to the wedding, and all of a sudden her mother will tell you, how could you invite her? You know what you're doing to me? You go, my intentions were never to do anything to you. My intention was to help her to the best that I could. But you're hurting me. You did intentionally my intentions, only there are certain scripts that you would learn how to deal with it. But Mm -hmm. it takes time to learn, and you don't always jump from... Level 1 to level 10, from where you don't even speak to your sister-in-law, your mother-in-law about it, and all of a sudden she's showing up to your simcha dressed in not an appropriate tzinius way. That can be a big trigger. But, yeah, but they do know, know that, uh, that uh, I've been
2: in contact with her, and that I, she's been coming to my house. And
0: they say they that they They might not, not be okay happy. They before. might be upset at it.
2: They say that they're okay with this because at least if they know if she's coming to me, then whatever she's eating is kosher. and
0: she's, Then why, whatever, would she you know? be why would they be upset if she comes to the bar mitzvah, to the simcha? But
2: before, the whole rest of the family has already, it's a large family. Are, like Nobody has had contact with her and reached out to her. And
0: they're Maybe sort of following the parents. Maybe they, they want them thought, to reach out.
1: I I, I want to tell you, last week we had uh, Dr. Wickler here, and he he tells a story, very, very strong uh, story, that a a boy that went off at the derech and nobody wanted to contact him. The only one person, the only person that contacted him was his father. For years, for years, nobody wanted to contact him, nothing. And after a few years, this father called the doctor and said to him, you know, my son come back. And I want to, this is a lesson for all of us. Don't think, don't know this. I would, I would suggest to you, call this niece and tell her, listen, do me a favor. If you wish, re- I love you very much. I want you to come to the Bar Mitzvah. Let's dress a little bit nicer, you know. And I'm sure that she will, she, she will uh, do it. And I'm telling you, all this, boys and girls that you so call out and this. we pushing them out we have to be prepared to bring them show them a love and believe me maybe the parents will be upset but i'm telling you could be that today it will be opening to a to a new a new way
2: mm-hmm.
0: I, I. I believe
2: I'll also so Also
0: tell you i just heard a similar story but this is from Shmuel Grozovsky See, he was Rosh Hashiva in Panovich, and there was a similar story that someone left the yeshiva and went to the Israeli army and everyone chose to cut off from him. And one time, this guy got a letter and said, "This uh, sort of said, you should know I think about you a lot, signed Shmuel Grozovsky. And when you have a time, I want to speak to you. This guy, when he had his break from the army, went to meet Shmuel and says, what are you thinking about me? He says, yeah, I think about you a lot. And this person actually finished his tenure in the army and he became Shemesh Shabbos and from again. I just heard this from my this Shabbos. All mm-hmm. I'm saying is that we got to know what and when and you need guidance here. And again, I'm going to say it again. You need some halacha guidance yeah. as well. You need to know what Yiddishkeit says first. And okay. then you can share with the family and then you'll also have a lot more easier conscience. And yes.
1: You remember the shows with the kids at risk.
0: Yeah. how great they are
1: how believer! you know the kids was sitting here in the studio and said "I, the only one that I can connect is myself to uh, to, 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 to to I love him he loves me also and we just you know just take out the the, the, the screens that you don't see them dressing the same that they're going the same you know they don't have the black hat the gray hat they keep, aduma, keep what is this this is something that we have to, to get out if you, want, if you want to save our children.
0: That's right. And again, every generation has got its thing that's needed. In this generation, we need to, we need again, the rabbonim guiding us and telling us it's okay and it's just our pride that's hurt. A kid that is Shema a kid that's in pain, that we need to help them out, that's our job. We've got to help them out. And again, we need the rabbinam there. We need to start lowering our expectations or our blame or our pressure and everything else that we have. I want to thank you for the question. Hashem should give you siyat to the I Amen. 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 Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Certainly. Thank you. Okay, oh, i and Thank you for this beautiful program.
1: Thank you for all of you. Thank you for, <laughs> for all of all the listeners. Thank you, Ramo You're welcome. <laughs> so Excellent. Be well. We'll continue the Culture. regular show.